This is Gabriel Allred from Christ for the Nations, and you are listening to Frequency. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Frequency.fm podcast. We're very happy that you are sticking with us. And uh, again, I'm joined with Joe Brookhouse. How are you, Joe? I'm great. It's it's good to talk to you again. It feels like we don't do this enough. In fact, I, I was thinking about from the point before when we re- recorded the episode for Jim Gray that there was a whole bunch of stuff that happened that we just didn't get to talk about, and yeah. including um, what's going to be coming up either later in April or early May is a conversation with independent artist Jessica Campbell, mm-hmm. who visited Portland, stayed at my house, and we recorded her concert with Sarah Beth Go live, including the video, and we're going to get to share that with folks, and I just think that is so cool. Yeah, that is cool, and... Uh the cool thing is that I didn't, I've never heard of these artists until they came along and you came across them. Um, that's, that's what I like about doing the podcast is, um, our scope is broad, but we are, we're not just looking for mainstream stuff. We're not just looking for like the top 10, 20, 30, 40 radio, um, type people. Uh, we get the chance to, to meet people at the ground level, independent artists, um, people who are, are, uh, slogging it day in and day out, traveling on the road, as you've found out and, and got to have a glimpse into their lives of how they have to, to do what they do. And these are talented artists. I remember listening to some of the tracks that you shared with me, and uh, the quality of voice and the quality of musicianship uh, was great. How was the concert? Oh, it was ridiculously good. I mean, there was it was effectively a house concert. There were uh, probably about 40 people there, so not not a huge number of folks there. But as, as you'll be able to tell, once we get to that point where we share it, man, these are people who are very talented. In fact, it's kind of funny, and obviously this is like three episodes from now, but forgive us because it, <laughs> it was cool. When I brought it to this church where they played, I said, uh, this opportunity, I think that they made the assumption that it was a charity case. And then when Sarah Beth and Jessica got there and performed during the the inter, uh, what do you call it, interval? What do you call that thing? Intermission. Intermission, yeah. Yeah, big words. I speak English. Um, (laughs) During the intermission, several people came up to me and said, oh, my gosh, this is so good. If I I knew how good it was going to be, I would have invited more people. Right. So they, they'll know better for next time. And uh, thankfully, both Sarah Beth and Jessica are like, yeah, this was great. We're, we're looking forward to coming back. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with folks. It was a great experience. I had a lot of fun. No, that's awesome. And uh, we may even share some video, at least snippets on our podcast feed. I don't know. We've never actually shared a video on our podcast feed. Um, not one that we've made, no. Yeah, would, would we even know how to do that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I have to ask my brother. He knows about that stuff. <laughs> no, no we'll, we'll give credit where it's due. Uh, my brother John is a videographer, and he video he captured the video of the concert, and he's going to be editing that. We're, we're uh, in the midst of uh, editing the, the songs, and we'll get that out. It's, it's almost a live album. It's mm-hmm. going to be fun. But uh, that having been said, we do have an artist that we're talking about today. And maybe you can pronounce his name because I couldn't during the interview. <laughs> maybe because I'm from Canada. I don't know. They're more well, he's not. They're more forgiving of Canadians. Canadians oh, that's are, true. Canadians are always apologetic. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Would you like it, Tim Hortons? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's not roll up the rim. You have to be Canadian to even understand that comment. Thank you. I hope we have a Canadian audience. No, Moving I, ahead. <laughs> I, I won't explain it. Anyway, you have to look it up. All right. Uh, anyways, uh, Jared Hashik, I believe, is um, the fellow that you spoke with from Australia. And uh, Compliments of Gus, which I thought is an awesome name. And I think we'll learn more about that uh, in the interview. Um, I think he spends about three seconds explaining the name. Okay. Basically, it was random. Yes, it was. Yeah. So I yeah. guess, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. But I honestly thought I had heard of them before just because the name, you know, lends itself to, you know, it's, notoriety. It's like a catchphrase. So anyways, I just figured I knew these guys and then it turns out I didn't. 
and they are a labeled band from Australia. And they're like, they're, they're Christian guys, but they're not quote unquote a Christian band, I'm assuming. Um, but I was really surprised by them. They make really good music. And well, as evidence of that, if you've noticed folks who are listening that we have new intro music for the podcast, that was compliments of compliments of Gus. That <laughs> is actually uh, from their single Heartbeat. And um, they were very generous. We heard that song. We liked that song. And we asked, can we use that for the podcast? And they were like, you bet. And so Heartbeat, uh, which you'll actually hear, I believe, in the interview, I, I cut that in there as a uh, as one of the songs during transition. So mm. anyway, thanks, guys. We appreciate you doing that. And the music is good, man. It's not it, It's not cookie cutter. It's fun to listen to. It's well done. Yeah, and even uh, like one of the cover songs that they cover, which has been covered many times before, they just put this spin on it that I wasn't expecting but love. I mean, every, everything that I've heard from them um, has been top quality, uh, very well done, uh, vocally strong, uh, guitars strong, um, arrangements of songs strong. Look at that, it's cool. Watch this, look at it. Oh, those mixels? Yep, look at, there's a, there's, look at how much combinations you make them into. There's so many combinations of mixels. Wow. This episode is sponsored by Lego's Mixels. Look at all the combinations. <laughs> it, it's a lot of combinations. Well, give me a smooch. I gotta, I'm gotta. i almost done recording. Can I get a smooch? Yeah. I love you. <laughs> and there's the dog barking in the background. And I love you, buddy. Okay. The book. <laughs> the blind dog. <laughs> no, the blind dog is dead. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's he's dead. He died in uh, January. We put him down. Oh man. We got another dog. I had first. to find about find out about that on live on the podcast. <laughs> yes, make sure we keep that in. So, for those of you who weren't already depressed listening to this episode, we're bringing you down here on frequency. <laughs> Danny, okay. <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm, I'm not crying because I'm sad. I, I know I'm not sad. He's gone either. We're we're we are animal lovers, but let's explain. This is a 14 year old Boston who had no eyes because they'd been chewed out by a greyhound who hated him, wow. and uh, he deserved to lose his eyes. Mm. And his sole purpose in life was to c*** in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it is making me laugh. Oh, it was just the, <laughs> the nonchalant. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh, the oh, he's dead. That that. <laughs> I cried. I cried when it happened. Oh boy. I was, it was very sad. Oh. Um, but then I came home and realized I didn't have to, I, uh, my floor did not have to be covered with towels to clean up his pee. Right. And then it was like, okay, <sighs> okay, I'm over it. And then uh, we moved on. Yeah. Anyways. <clears throat> yeah. So compliments of Gus. I was, I was really, <laughs> I'm trying to bring it back, man. That's okay. Uh, so I was very impressed by compliments of Gus. Um, I actually watched their YouTube feed earlier tonight, um, just trying to um, go through their music again before we talked about them. And um, I enjoyed their their camaraderie, the way they do their songs, uh, even one of their music videos. It's just fun. And uh, you don't see a lot of that these days. There's a lot of cookie cutter music out there. And it's, it's kind of driving me crazy, um, you know, just the regurgitation of styles and things. There's just nothing original and new. And then these guys come along. You got, you know, like Jared, who's on the keyboard playing this this awesome, because I'm a keyboard guy, I like keyboards. Yeah. and got this cool Nord keyboard. But he's also got this little, on one of their videos, a little mini Korg. Uh, I used to have a Korg keyboard, so I appreciated it. Um, just goofing around with it and um, you know you've got like the clash of of a techie techno kind of guy um, and then an acoustic rock band but they can do like blues and jazz and everything else it was just it was neat to see a band that just you know gels it all together and makes some really solid music and even lyrics are not cheesy I was I was impressed by that as well 
they're good. And uh, if that's wet, whetted your appetite, listeners, then let's get into the interview and we can talk more on the other side. But remember, this episode is sponsored by Mixels, by Legos. <laughs> Here we go. Hi, this is Joe for Frequency. Today uh, we're going to be meeting a, a special guest here from uh, from Oz, which is uh, short for Australia. Uh, Jared Hachik. Did I get that right? No. Hachik. 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 Fail. We're failing right out of the gate. Hashik, <laughs> like Hashu and Cashew. Yeah. Hashik. Of the band. Okay. <laughs> Jared's from the band Compliments of Gus. They uh, hail out of Melbourne, Australia, which is southeastern Australia. Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, there's a bunch of stuff we want to cover today, not the least of which is the, the recent release, uh, The Black and the White of It. But uh, why don't we start out because a lot of folks aren't going to necessarily be familiar with Compliments of Gus, and probably all they can think of in terms of Christian bands from Australia would be, uh, let me see, Hillsong and um, Newsboys. Yes. So, um, well, tell us about Compliments of Gus. So, Compliments of Gus, we've been together for 16 years. So, um, 1997, we were young uni students, and someone, you know, a mate of ours was putting on an event, needed a band, a bunch of friends. We learned, we, we played Newsboys, we played DC Talk, we played U2 and um, a couple of originals, and we did this gig, we were absolutely terrible. Um, hence the name. You know, we, we spent a whole of 10 seconds thinking about the name because we really had no plans. There was no plan to stay together. <laughs> so um, we did this gig, and then someone that was there asked to do another gig, and then that was it, really. We kind of never stopped. So... Um, so here we are, 16 years later, we've done, I don't know, half a dozen albums and travelled around Australia and New Zealand and, yeah. So uh, tell me about just kind of the general makeup of the band. What's your, what's your role in the band? So I play keys and I'm one of the songwriters and um, Justin Justin Michael is our lead singer and frontman and um, probably the other key writer. And um, then we have uh, bass, guitar and drums, so there's five of us. Now, is it my understanding that the bass guitar player was recruited because she's married to somebody ah uh, yes so so my wife oh um, is that yours oh okay my, my wife was our bass player for 12 years okay and um and she retired from the band about two years ago now so um we've got three kids and um yeah she just felt that playing bass and rock band wasn't her calling so she so she um yeah moved on from that and we've got a guy called ben who's been playing with us for the last two years so, um, yes, not as, clearly not as good looking, but, you know, he's a great player and, yeah, great guy. It's, it's probably a, a better situation for everybody that he's not as good looking. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how many people remain of the, uh, the original group as it was formed then? So, so, so we started out as a four-piece, and so there's still so drums, so Matt, a drummer, Justin and myself are the um, founding members who've been in the band for the whole time. And um, we added um, Nathan, our guitarist, probably about four years ago now. So we went from a four-piece to a five-piece and then the changing bass player. So, yeah, so there's still three family members. Uh, that's, um, that's pretty remarkable. When, when I think about what was going on in 97 in Christian music, I mean, it's a whole different landscape, at least from my recollection, what we were listening to, <laughs> because that was uh, DC Talk and Newsboys and... And um, coming up in the the mid '90s, yeah, in that time span when they were really going from the, uh, I'll use the term conservative, but like Stephen Curtis Chapman and Sandy Patty kind of stuff, and into stuff where you could say, "I listen to Christian music and not like hide your head in shame." Yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, I don't know whether the you know the scene over here is a bit you know, a bit different to the states, but um, I know that as musicians we were just as influenced you know, mainstream bands as we were by Christian bands and um, although we love Christian music and that's and that whole scene and that community, I don't know that there was that expectation over here of how we should sound being a Christian band. It was more just being a great rock band. So there wasn't necessarily with the, the outset to go, let's do Christian music? Well, yes and no. I mean, kind of yes, but but I guess, I guess we would see as we wanted to be a great rock band and 
and we're Christians. Oh, and our lyrics reflect our faith, and they reflect our, that Christian worldview. But I don't know. For me, Christian music's just a lyrical style, not a musical style. That, that's a pretty good perspective. I mean, that, that's probably one that we still are challenged with. I know in the states where we fall into certain categories. And I'll tell you, we'll yeah. get to the album here in a little bit. But one of the things that that both uh, Dan and I remarked was it's difficult to peg you guys musically. You know, one minute I hear, you know, some cool funk going on, and then I'm like, well, that's definitely reggae, you know, or a ska beat. And go, what, are they, what are they trying to do, confuse us? You know, but, it, <laughs> uh, but it's very clear lyrically where you're coming from, but stylistically tough to pigeonhole. And uh, so that's a reflection yeah. of your influences. Yeah, yeah. And we've always had this theory that, you know, if we've got the common thread of the same guys playing the music, the same guys writing it, the same guys singing it, then that's, we feel, is enough of a thread to tie us together, as to tie the album together so that it's not completely disparate. I mean, I mean, look, we still think of ourselves as just a rock band, you know. But, yeah. but you know, there are obviously, there's hints of that defunct thing and there's you know, a little bit of that reggae influence in one of the songs and there's, there's other things that are coming in we've got a horn section for some of them and some strings and there's yeah but we just want to make great music so it's you and justin who are the primary songwriters yeah so maybe you yeah. can give me a perspective if, if i kind of take a left-hand turn a bit of, you know if we look back 16 years and i don't expect you to necessarily like what you were writing 16 years ago or what <laughs> you were doing 16 because most of us don't but um maybe you can give me some perspective on What's changed in your approach as a songwriter as you reflect yeah. back to 16 years ago versus today? Sure. I think that um, the biggest change is collaboration. So, you know, back when we started, I would bring a song that was, you know, lyric written, melody written, chord version. Here's where these, I got, it would be ready to go, you know. I was, um, for better or worse, I think, you know, quite protective of that and, Probably for worse. Um, you know, and, and Justin would be the same. You know, we would bring along completed songs. Whereas now, so this um, this coming Monday night, we um, have our first rehearsal, pre-production, songwriting meeting, whatever you want to call it, for whatever the next album's going to look like. We don't know, but Monday night's the night. And, you know, I've got an idea for a chorus of a song that I'm going to play to the guys and we'll take it from there, you know. And um, so on the black and the white of it, a lot of the songs on there are co-writes from me and Justin and... Um, a lot of that was me bringing along musical ideas and him writing lyrics like on the mic, you know, in the rehearsal room or taking it somewhere else or, you know, I'll play them the verse and they go, actually, that's going to be the chorus, you know, and just, yeah, you know, a lot more fluid, a lot more. And I, I think a part of that is a reflection on just, you know, where, you know, in our 30s now, I've got, a, you know, three kids and um, we're married and, you know, life's more complicated and, and we're just busier. You know, you've got more responsibilities. And I think that, you know, coming to a rehearsal with half a song idea is a miracle. Whereas, you know, back when I was in uni, I could write a whole song and, you know, it was just, you know, it was easier to to put in the hard work before we were together. So I think that part of it is just a reflection of where we're at in life. But it's great. I really like the collaboration and I think we get better songs. It's, uh, I know that some songwriters, I know myself included, uh, especially as a younger songwriter, had a very difficult time letting go of the work that I had done because mm. I, I invested so much that to hand it over to somebody was a huge obstacle. Um, yeah. but, uh, but the folks that I talked to who get into and embrace that collaboration, I seem to find with some exceptions that it makes them better. Uh, the quality of the, the final product is better. Absolutely. And, and look, 16 years of playing with the same guys, and writing with the same, you know, this, these people who really are my best friends, you know, and I trust them so much that, um, you know, I I feel quite safe letting them take what ideas I have and liking them or, or hating them and we go to something else, you know, and I think that um, that relationship and that trust that's there is, um, enables us to, I guess, be vulnerable in that way. Yeah, and that's something that's, I think, hard to come by a good friend is somebody who looks at your lyric and says, wow, this is not one of your better efforts. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, as I was doing research, one of the things I came across, and you can tell me whether or not this is still true because the, obviously the bass player thing is old news, but um, <laughs> that you guys, uh, you guys uh, have day jobs. 
Yeah. That yep. This is kind of uh, this is what you do is a in in the, the free time that's available. Is that is that true still then? Yeah. 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 So so we describe the the band I guess as a passionate hobby. Um, you know, we we put a you know, a lot of time into it. We're look, and we're available to travel. We do little tours. We do, we'll fly in the state for weekends, shows, and you know. So we've, but yeah, we look. There's five guys in the band, so it's you know five families. Or, and the idea of trying to support five families doing Christian music in Australia is, you know, it's bordering on impossible. Or we'd all be living on you know. 20 bucks a week. Um, yeah. So, so, so I guess that, um, you know, look, when we first started out, you know, we had these dreams of, you know, doing it full time and, um, look, and, and if, if the means came along to do that, we would probably jump up at the opportunity, but it's not something that we're chasing. I, I think that, look, I'm, <clears throat> I manage the band and the pressure on me to support five families through what the, by what the band did would be enormous. And I, I think we'd implode and kill each other. Or, yeah, it's just the scene here isn't big enough to support it. Um, so, so we found a great balance. You know, we found we found found a way to make it work, and that we have these you know jobs that we love, not just jobs that are you know we're not we're not just treading water until we become famous. You know, we each have careers that we really do enjoy and find purpose in and the calling in and all of that. Um, but then we have this music thing that is amazing to do as well. So, can I ask what your day job is? Well, ironically for me, my day job is being a musician. So at the moment, I'm working on a film score. I'm all, I also work as a transcriber, so I, I write sheet music for publishers. So oh, wow. um, everyone from Lady Gaga to Pink, and um, I do that a lot. I do I produce albums, write songs, and but, but it's all stuff that's sort of outside of what the band does. Um, Justin, our singer, is a pastor. Um, our bass player and our drummer are both IT guys, and our guitarist is a primary school teacher. Oh, that's excellent. So, um, yeah, that's what we do. It sounds like there's enough flexibility there that you can continue to pursue this and get that that itch scratched when it comes to uh, being involved in music. Yeah. And uh, I think I would hate being a transcriber. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's because everyone else hates it that gives me a job, you know. <laughs> <laughs> mentioned just kind of the in general the christian scene there isn't really sufficient to support a band with five members plus their families in it so maybe we're familiar with newsboys and they continue to reinvent themselves and and hillsong's kind of done this weird weird's probably a bad word but i mean they're just kind of everywhere now um and they're an institution you know what does christian music outside of the international folks look like uh, in Australia, look. So there's, um, well, there's probably half a dozen bands. We've got, we've got friends in a band called New Empire, who are probably one of the biggest Christian bands in Australia, and um, they they've done a, a great job of marrying mainstream success um, with the Christian audience, and um, they've just signed a Tooth and Nail. Oh yeah, uh, just just this week. So they're four young guys from Sydney, and um, look, they're they're really great guys and a fantastic band. Great songwriters and um, yeah, I'm um, so we're like, we're you know we're on the sidelines going absolutely stoked for those guys to you know achieve that and decide for what comes next. Um, look, a lot of Christian artists. So oh, well for us anyway, a year for us would we would probably do maybe you know twenty to thirty shows. So anything from you know conferences or Christian music festivals. Um, we'll do church services, but not not a great deal of church services only because that can to our own churches and Justin being on staff at his church. So, you know, we, we played a national Christian youth convention in January. Then in a few weeks we're playing at a creative arts camp for the Salvation Army. And then um, in East, at Easter we go to Easter Fest every year. So there's a massive 
Well, I think it's massive. They get about twenty to thirty thousand people to this that, thing up in. That's Port. a good size, yeah. Yeah, yeah, up in up in Queensland, and um, so so their headliners this year are um, Jars of Clay, Whiteheart, Whiteheart are reforming and coming out to this. Nice. Festival. I'm very excited. Uh, I made a bit strip with Rick Florin in it the other day, and he commented on it. I was very excited. It made my day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my, the first con- one of the first concerts I ever went to was Whiteheart on their um, Powerhouse tour. So that'll be good. I don't know whether Rick can still sing that high, but, you know. I guess we'll find out how how tight the pants are. uh... Absolutely. (laughs) So, so yeah, we're playing at that. And then Will Will Graham, grandson of Billy, is coming out to do a crusade in May, and we're the guest artist at that. So just there's things to play at and there's gigs to do, and, you know, we we can make – we can sell enough product and all of that that enables to make a new album every couple of years and spend, you know, a decent amount of money on it and get a great producer and – do things well. Uh, so I guess that's the decision that we've made is that we really want to funnel the, the money that the band makes, we want to put back into the band and back into doing great recordings. Because the other challenge is that, you know, to get radio play over here, you know, we're, we need to match the quality of what we record to the newsboys or to Third Day or Switchboard or whoever who are spending, you know, big bucks on their albums and we're here with 10% of their budget but yeah. need to sound the same. It's just to get a look in, you know, so it's it's a bit of a juggle. It would seem to me also that geography in Australia has got to be a challenge. And I, I throw that out there because I think, you know, if we have a lot of listeners in, in the North America, they don't realize that the, you know, land is essentially the same size as the United States. I think most of us think about it as this little place, but it's a, an enormous continent. Yeah, with, with only six or seven cities. Right, you know, and everything's the, on the, the edge. Yeah, yeah. So Sydney's the, the next in Adelaide are two of the close cities to us, and they're each a day's drive away. Yeah. Um, in opposite directions, you know. So, so yeah, it's not it's not three hours down the road to the next city. Um, so, and you've only got these six or seven places to play. Well, you can I mean, obviously there's regional areas as well. Um, yeah, the market's limited. You know, there's 22 million people here compared to the 200 million or whatever 300 million that are in the states. So. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you yeah. what that number is. You know, I think about the states and people can stay in a region and make a very good career never leaving that region. Um, but for you, I'm just guessing here. If I'm if you're in, in Melbourne and you're thinking, okay, I want to expand, then, okay, i got to drive eight hours or however many hours up the road. Yeah. Not, you know, making sure that you've got the, uh, the, the, the kangaroo guard on your car and, <laughs> you know, getting up to Sydney um, or jumping down to Taz or over to uh, – over to New Zealand. I mean, that's yeah. that ain't that ain't cheap and it ain't easy logistically. I have to imagine. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me ask because you you alluded to earlier some of your uh, influences as a, a musician, and uh, I think prior to me hitting record, you even you talked about both mainstream and Christian artists that that influence you. So maybe just give me some perspective on um, I don't know some mainstream folks that you currently are really enjoying. So it's funny, you know, with my job as a transcriber, yeah. it's a great job, but if I'm not transcribing it, I probably aren't listening to it. So um, <laughs> I love great songs. So, you know, classic bands like, you know, U2 and um, Foo Fighters. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Crowded House, I don't know whether Crowded House have made much of an impact over Oh, yeah. Yeah, just great songs, you know, songs that have something to say, I think, even whether it's Christian message or whatever, but just... You know, something something to say, something a bit more than Baby Baby. I've got nothing against Baby Baby, but you know, an album Baby Baby. It's um I, one of the I, I um I did I got into um Maroon Five for a while, but every song was a breakup song. I just got depressing after a while. I'm like, man, these guys sound awesome, but they're just angry at women, and they're just sad and they're lonely, and I don't know, just. Yeah, I can kind of relate to that. And you mentioned Pink earlier, and I she's probably one of my more one of my favorite secular pink pink is massive in australia so she can so she comes here you know, every two years she'll do a tour here and then most artists that do a tour here will be here for like maybe a couple of weeks she comes here for three months and so in melbourne alone she did i think 17 shows at, really? like in a fifth in a twenty thousand seat seat stadium and filled it up every time yeah yep holy cow so she holds the record for the most the most concerts in Melbourne for that size that size venue. She did I think twelve in Sydney, you know, eight in Brisbane. She was literally here for three months, 
and just and she does it every couple of years. She comes and just sells out and it just so we love her. I think we love her because because she doesn't take herself seriously. Well, she's got a flair I mean, for the drama that I think, at least from my experience with my friends from Australia, you don't mind things being a little crazy and dramatic and you embrace that and that's her. So, so you mix that with the ability to laugh at yourself and, you know, laugh at your own expense. And, um, yeah, I think we just, I know we connect with her. I mean, she's got great songs and, you know, I really dig her. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't quite get it, but she's huge over here. Yeah. And, okay. so are you actually transcribing her music? Is that some of the stuff that comes your way? Yeah, I did a Funhouse album. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think that was the last one of hers I did. But, um, yeah, it's a good record. <laughs> well, it's good to transcribe an album, I suppose, that you like rather than one that's, no offense fans out there, Justin Bieber. Man, I just. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. I, I have that. I did do his My World. I did that album. It paid, look, it paid the bills. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Plus, yeah, disparage the client. Okay, yeah. No, 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 no. Sometimes a simple pop album, even if it's not exciting, it's easy for me to do. So you know, it's it's not always the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Well, was, one of my favorite jobs was um, Regina Spector. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw her in concert um, a couple of years ago, and she was magnificent. I guess that leads us into um, the album itself, the black and the white of it. One thing I noticed is that this is 15 years in the making. At least that's what we say on the, I say we, that's what you guys say on the site. So it's 15 years in the making or 16. So does that mean that it took you 16 years to put together the album or does that, uh, or does that mean that it's the culmination of your growth and, yeah, yeah, it's a it's, yeah, it's a culmination of being in a band for that long. I guess. I mean, obviously, we have other records that have come out prior. Yeah, we we felt like we really hit our straps with this one. We felt like everything else was sort of practice, and then with this album, you know, it was like here we are. And we, we look, we we even briefly considered, you know, do we change our name? Do we start again? Is this the whole new thing for us? You know, yeah. could be bothered to think a name is too hard. But um, it's it's. Probably the first album we and look and here we are. It came out at Easter, you know, so it's ten months now, nine months that it's been out, and I, I still love it. There's still not a song on there that I don't absolutely love, and you know that, that's a rare thing. I reckon to look back at a project and go, ah, yeah, there's some good songs, but there's some things we could have done differently. But you know, for this one, just yeah, we're we're really wrapped. You know, when I first put it on, I went, okay, first thing, this is different. And that makes me happy, you know, like as you're <laughs> describing your job as a transcriber and how you can get kind of jaded listening to music. Um, you didn't say it specifically, but I read it that way. Um, uh, I find the same thing. Uh, I get to listen to a lot of music and sometimes I play it once and or even get two songs into an album and go, yep, I don't need to hear that anymore. Um, yeah. But there are albums that reward you the more you listen to them. You know, just so many influences that I heard, there's uh, definitely a, a solid, consistent throughput, and you, you explained that. you got the same uh, members of this rock band playing the music, so you never feel like you're going off the reservation at any point, um, but that you're, you're embracing a lot of different styles, and that's fun. It, I think one thing I'd say is just, it's a, a fun album to listen to, and if I was going to call it Australian, because it is, uh, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, it doesn't get overburdened. And you, you mentioned Switchfoot, um, who I enjoy in bits and pieces, but it gets heavy for me. But yeah. I, but yeah. I, did, I didn't get that from your album. Is that intentional to avoid that, or does that reflect your own personalities? Yeah, I think it's a good reflection of who we are. Just we, look, we, we do enjoy life, and we're... Not you know we're not particular. We're very serious about doing a great job. You know yeah. we're, we we want the record to sound fantastic. We want to we have this you know we we want to strive for excellence and, and all of that. But at the same time you know there's a lot of joking, there's a lot of humour and a lot of friendship that gets wrapped up in that. We're not here to save the world. You know we're <laughs> uh, we you know we want to influence people and we want to just to share parts of our lives with people and we want people to love music like we do and you know we, we feel like we've got something to say and we want to say it clearly and we want people to we want people to make people think 
yeah, we're not carrying around this great burden that we need to do more than we can, I guess. Maybe that lets us cut ourselves a little slack and have some fun along the way. Yeah. Before we uh, we came on here, we were talking about a video that's out there. So if you, you uh, type in uh, search YouTube on uh, compliments of guests, you can come across this 13-minute video of Justin. And then I, I guess you were not in the camera. You were off stage someplace, wherever you were. But 13 uh, minutes of this banter. Yeah. Where were you? Yeah. So I, I was there. I was there on stage. Probably had a shot. Um, but we did this did, um, at Easterfest last year, and um, we had a string quartet. We did this acoustic show, string quartet on stage, and it was pouring rain. And this is like a festival, so yeah, it's mud everywhere. People literally were sliding past, you know, down the hill. I like just standing there, like just <laughs> down the hill they went, and and I don't know. We were tired, and the crowd were, you know, it was a. It was a great crowd because it was a crowd of people that had come because they like us. Yeah. So they already knew us. They knew the songs. They knew us. You know, a lot of us personally. And so we were just relaxed. You know, we we joked around and the jokes became sillier and the songs became less frequent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think one, at one stage we devised a, um, an iPhone app that involved people sliding down muddy hill and avoiding the newsboys. Um, so yes, and then, and then someone videoed the whole gig and then they cut out all of the songs and just put just the banter together and put it up on YouTube. So there it is, us being silly for a whole 15 minutes. <laughs> I was wondering why there was never a song. Well, yes, yes, there were songs. They just, <laughs> just they were chopped. Well, I was watching it while I was driving, Don't Tell My Wife. And so I, <laughs> if there were cuts, I wasn't noticing the cuts in there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know, when I watched that, I went, see, this is a band I would love to go see live because to me, it's about the music, but it's really about, some connection that you can have with the band. And it was just apparent the way the crowd was responding and the way Justin was obviously enjoying what was going on there, that you guys just have fun. And that, that's huge. Now, I don't know what was wrong with the string quartet, but <laughs> and for, the, for the sake of the people who are listening, I will, if you go to the uh, post on the site, I will, I will embed the video so that you can watch this. If you've got an extra 13 minutes of your life, <laughs> you can <laughs> you can cue this up. But it will give you some perspective on what these guys' personalities are like if you haven't got that from from our discussion with uh, with Jared today. So, um, and I think you've got videos out there that we can link to as well if people want to kind of get a taste of what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, here's a few film clips around. So we have a YouTube channel, so we'll link that up as well. Walk beside now, reach inside me, yeah. And it's you and me that make a symphony. And the space between is the harmony. Oh, if you and I could take a melody on a day like this. Hold that thought while I take this spark. On, I assume I go to YouTube, YouTube, iTunes, and grab your music. Is that yeah, the yep, albums yep. out there? Or? Yeah, yep. everything we've ever done is on iTunes, all the good, bad, and the ugly. So, yes, available worldwide, so hit it up. But the, but the latest and greatest is the black and the white of it. It is. And, yeah. um, and so everybody should be going to iTunes or Amazon or Google Music or your favorite retailer and downloading this. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Your life will be all the better for it. I think so. We could actually measure that. We could figure out a way yeah. to do that. Measure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what's the best place to keep up with you guys? If uh, we want to know what's going on with the band, what's going on with you? Facebook. 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 So Facebook.com slash compliments of Gus. And um, yeah, we're on there pretty regularly. We're also on Instagram. I don't know. You just search for compliments of Gus on Instagram, I guess. I will link. Just look for us around. We're we're on stuff, but on Facebook's the one. All right, we'll so make sure we put the on. links on there uh, on the post so people can uh, jump out there and and connect with you guys. And I assume that you're friendly enough to respond if somebody made a comment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're always chatting people, so come and say hi. Don't be a stranger. Cool. And hey, look, we've never been to the we've never been to America. We've never been to Canada. So you know, if you're watching this and you think, man, these guys. You know, I could book them, you know. Give us a call. Give us an email. You know, right. I'm, doing, I'm doing actions. 
but this is not going to be video, so my actions are completely null and void. I know. So nobody's <laughs> watching this, but uh, except for me. But if you're listening <laughs> and you think, hey, these guys sound great, then uh, you're, Jared is the manager, and you could be instrumental yeah. in bringing this band from Australia to the Absolutely. United States, and you could be that pivot point that uh, marks the explosion of Compliments of Gus in the United States Christian and rock music market. You change history. <laughs> That's, there's just a little bit of melodrama there, so we'll, uh, we'll, right. that. we'll enjoy that. <laughs> Before we go, tell me what's, uh, what's coming up for you guys. What's exciting, new, that uh, we can look forward to checking out? Well, we um so on the on the record we recorded a cover of this DC Talk song, What If I Stumble? Oh yeah. And um we've always loved that song, just the lyric and just wow. Well that's the sort of song that I want to write. But seeing seeing as I didn't write it, we thought we'd record it anyway. And then so, you know, the album came out at Easter and while we were there at Easter Fest, um Audio Adrenaline were one were the headlining act. And so we put this idea out there to the festival organizer that Kevin could um come and do a guest spot with us live on the main stage while we play this track. So it was all queued up, it was all going to happen. Um, get to the day and um, we meet Kevin and he says, man, I'm sick. Oh. Uh, he described the sickness, which I won't do now because it was a little disturbing. Um, and um, <laughs> So no, he, he was quite ill and um, he said, but look guys, I want to make it up to you. you know, he said, I'm really sorry. He was very apologetic and said, like, I, look, maybe we can do something in the studio, you know. And I said, great. So that was in April. And then, you know, for the last 10 months of, or nine months, whatever it is, I've been emailing his manager and, um, and a bit of Kevin. And we've had this whole conversation of it's going to happen. And I do believe that um, Monday is the day. So, so the story is that the studio has been booked and um, he's going he's gonna to record a guest vocal on What If I Stumble and then we're going to release it as a single and do a deluxe version of the album with the new version of the song. And so, look, we are, you know, having grown up being DC Talk fans and, you know, we played Jesus is Just Alright at the first gig we ever did and um, I think we even played Jesus Freak for a while back then when we were young and crazy. So, you know, to, to have this heritage of loving this band and, and I would have to say that Kevin Max would have probably one of the most distinctive voices yeah. in Christian music. You know, just, you can, he could sing anything and you go, man, there's Kevin, you know. Um, and so to be both singing one of his songs and to have him sing it with us. It's hard so, to beat. Yeah, it is. It's hard to beat. Um, next, for our next trick, we'll be recording with friends with Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. But, um, That's why I laughed. All right. <laughs> yeah, thousands don't. Um, so, um, so, yeah, so we're, we're really, yeah, really chuffed, really excited um, having K-Max sing a tune with us. So hopefully by uh, the time we post this, we'll be able to confirm that he recorded it and the, the version of the album that folks will be grabbing will be the deluxe version that has that recording. I like the way that you're speaking that out. And um, in faith, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Hey, man, I've enjoyed chatting with you, man, because I think you guys put uh, some good stuff together with the album, and I'm uh, looking forward to people uh, discovering it. No worries, man. Appreciate your time. Okay, cheers. All right, we're back. Now, one thing I want to say is how cool was their cover of that decent talk song, man? What if I stumble? Yes. Um, I, I have to admit, I like it better than the original. No offense, Kevin Max. I appreciate your voice, but the bluesy kind of soul feel that they bring to that song—it's yeah. my favorite version of that song, hands well, down. Yeah, I agree. Um, I listened to it a number of times. I listened to it in the van, and I played it for my wife, who who was a, a big DC Talk fan, loved Ke Kevin Max back in the day. 
um, obviously before she met me, you know. Yeah, and she said, and she's not over analytical. She just gives me a straight answer. Yeah, I really like that version. And then I went to their YouTube feed on their video of it, uh, which actually has Kevin Max as a feature in the song, but not yeah. not singing the whole song. Um, he must have liked it enough to say, yeah, I want to do this. Um, it just has a really good feel. I love the guitar work in it. It actually sounds like they, they made the song their own, and that was nice to hear. I, uh, I want to encourage folks two things. One, go pick up the album. It really is good. It's solid from start to finish, mm-hmm. and it's not like what you're hearing in, no offense, folks, in your standard CCM music output. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is is that, man, those guys are ready to come over to America. So if you could, and they haven't been here to tour, if you like what you're hearing, man, I, I, I will tell you that Jared was like, we're ready, man. We're ready to come over, mm-hmm. you know, hook us up. So, and if I had a place for them to play, uh, that would, you know, be more than the 40 people that Jessica got. Yeah. Um, you know, I think folks bring them over, man. They deserve a, 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 a broad audience up here in the U S at least from my perspective, maybe even in Canada. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because everyone knows everyone goes to concerts in Canada. Well, if it's blue rodeo. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Canadian concert market's pretty dry unless it's, uh, you know, Strangely enough, bands like Elton John or Kiss. Speaking of the secular folks, I loved hearing how he was talking about how huge Pink is in Australia. The fact that she sold out the Melbourne for like, I I can't remember how many straight days because it's been a while since I've listened to it. But she has a record for the most consecutive sellouts in Melbourne. It's just crazy um, how that works. And I happen to be a Pink fan. So even if if you want to hate me for that, listeners, I I apologize. But uh, man does not live by Christian music alone. And I happen (laughs) to be a fan of Pink. And Blue Rodeo. And Blue Rodeo. And David Mead. And Jessica Campbell, who's secular. You know. Oh, by the way, Jessica Campbell, you know how I got introduced to her? How? Krista Wells. Hey. Hey, she added to the list. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Again, Krista Wells, um, not doing typical stuff. Again, I think there's a theme going on in our podcast. We're not into the typical. That should be our new tagline. Frequency.fm, not just your typical. Wait a minute. No, (laughs) let's try that again. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay, so this is going to be a difficult one to edit, and I apologize that uh, this is going to be yours, Dan, again. <laughs> well, the good thing is we have fun, and we hope other people have fun with us. Um, at the end of the day, um, we just want to get good information in people's hands, and we want people to to learn about new artists of, of many genres. I mean, we're going to be introducing other types of artists to people uh, in the coming weeks and months, we hope, uh, from music producers to a mastering engineer uh, from Indiana who works at Gaither Studios. His name is Chad Evans, has agreed to do an interview with me. And a little background on him. He basically, I met him on Twitter and I had no idea who he was. And, uh, you know, I was talk as an indie artist talking about how I'd, I have no idea how to master a song. And he's like, hey, throw it my way. And I thought, okay, I have no idea who you are. And then I look him up and boom, he's got Grammys on his desk. Wow. So, yeah, again, it's amazing how social media and the interwebs can actually be beneficial to you if you use them correctly. And uh, he very graciously helped me guide through my one and only iTunes upload, um, which we had fun doing, my wife and I. And, uh, yeah, he basically taught me how to make it sound better. And, uh, you know, he's kind of been a silent mentor for me uh, through um, his posts and what he shares about production and things. So, anyways, I'm going to talk to him, and uh, I think you'll learn a lot from him as well because he's got very interesting perspectives on the music industry uh, from the production end. Basically, he says, we need to stop producing Hey, that's the second time we've used that word this episode. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Actually, I've used that when preaching, too. Oh, have you? So, oh, that's I a have. good word. Yeah. It's a descriptive word. Mm, it's four letters, and it starts with C. That's okay for preaching. Yeah, it's got the word rap in it, too. Oh, yeah. So, I, we should interview a rap artist. Yeah, I think we'll have to. Uh, somebody has to tell us a rap artist, and we will interview them. That would be a good thing. Yeah, we should work on that. I'll, I'll, 
I'm going to talk with Jim Gray. I bet you he knows a rap artist. Um, I mean, there's Lecrae and Shailene and uh, I think Andy Mineo. I mean, there's a bunch of guys out there that I'm aware of. Maybe we'll work on that. I think we should. And, you know, just to throw out there is if there's a theme to this episode or even our podcast, forbid, um, that there's some fantastic artists out there whose names you don't know. And don't be afraid to support artists that aren't mainstream. We want to introduce you to some people that produce quality stuff regardless of their renown. And, and then support those people because we want to encourage good stuff, not just the regular stuff. Exactly. On that note, we do have to get going. Uh, or yes, else, uh, I need to eat dinner and it's almost midnight where you are. <laughs> yeah, and we'll never get these podcasts out if we don't stop talking. But Nope. Anyways, thanks again, Joe. Uh, it was a great interview. Uh, thank you to Compliments of Gus, not only for um, gracing us with time on the interview, but also allowing us to have their song and their bed tracks without their vocals so we could use it on our pa- podcast. So we appreciate that. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. And if you want to contact us on Twitter, uh, you can reach us at Frequency FM or Facebook, same handle, Frequency FM. You'll find us on Facebook. And as well, we're on Google Plus and we're also on LinkedIn. Uh, Not many people go to pages on LinkedIn, I've noticed, but we are there if you are a business person and prefer to surf there. And you can also subscribe to us on Stitcher and uh, iTunes. We always welcome you on iTunes. We have a large listenership there. I would say about uh, 40% of our listeners use iTunes in some way or an iOS device in some way. And uh, if you can and you appreciate the podcast, please leave us a note or a rating. That is appreciated. Not Not to plug ourselves, but we think we do good stuff. And if you think we do good stuff, please leave a, uh, a comment and a rating on there because that'll help other people discover it and, uh, and really help the artists that we're talking to grow a larger audience themselves. Yeah, exactly. This really isn't about us. It's about us getting other people, knowledge of other people into your hands. So ultimately, we just love doing this because we get to meet people and share it with you. It's not really all about us. That's our hope anyways. Right, Joe? Yeah. Yes. It's not about me. Yes. But you do get to listen to me a lot, and I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, on that note, I'm going to cut you off. Thank you, sir. Bye for now. Take care.